Welcome to EQ2 LFG, the unofficial EverQuest 2 podcast where we take a look at the world of Norath from the player's perspective. News and updates, strats and secrets, bugs and bonuses. It's all right here, right now. Welcome back everybody, this is Trin, and this is the 8th episode of EQ2 LFG. Marina's out this week, she's taking care of some things, but I do have Blinks from Majdul as well as Akidu from Majdul. Welcome guys. Hi! Hello. All right, we're doing this little special update because they did come out with the game update on Tuesday, May 9th, and then they're also doing another quick little update Thursday, May 11th, which at the time of this recording is tomorrow. So we're going to go over a couple of things. We haven't had a whole lot of time to play all the different elements of the update, but we're going to talk about what we know so far. Now, Akidu, you have done part of the Heritage Quest. Is that correct? I have done all of it up to the Clyde. Okay. Now, so I I have the legendary shrunken skull goblin skull earring. Okay. Very good line. I like the lore behind it. The storyline is really good. Awesome. Now, did you get a familiar yet? I do. I bought mine from the marketplace because my dice are no good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got a sapphire ethernear drake. Okay. And I hit it right away. Okay. Yeah, I think we got we got all those when we logged in, and it was a raid night, so everybody got theirs, put them on, and then had to hide them. Yeah, and now that the UIs have all updated, all of the custom UIs, we should be able to kind of work with those a little better now. Now, Blinks, have you had a chance to do any of the new content? Not as much. I've gotten my familiar from the marketplace. It's the same one that she got. I'm working on the second quest of the earring thing. This new heritage quest that's out, what's the name of it? The first quest in the series is Goblin Poaching, and there's three quests to to get to the final product of that particular line, which is the legendary Goblin Skull Earring. And then after that, it goes into Light of the Destroyer. Once you complete that part, you get the legendary earring, and then you go into Shrunken Legacy, which is the last part of the quest. It's the fourth one in the series. That gives you the fabled version of the ring, of the earring. And what do you have to do to get that? All of it. It's really simple, actually. You're going around Obulus Frontier for the most part, and you start off in Torque talking to this little goblin, and he starts telling you a little bit about how stuff is. the goblins are being hunted, and they're being ambushed, and they don't know by who, and they're being set up by all of this stuff, and they think that it's other goblins. And so you go in, and, and they send you to, to look at this camp, and when you get to the camp, there's dead goblins there, and you got to kind of search around, and then you find out that it's actually Cromdual Giants that are doing all of this. So then you have to go through and you got to find some updates with some of the giants. And it just kind of keeps going to that. And then you come back to the main goblin guy and he kind of says, okay, well, that's good to know, actually. But now we're seeing a lot of these ambushers around and everything. So can you go get these hunting parties? So you go through and you get all of the hunting parties and you you kill them. And then you you come back and he says, oh, thank you. It sends you in to talk to... um, Lysus in Crusader's Cave, who then sends you to go find more information in Baron's Workshop, and that can be done in the solo instance. So that was nice. All of it can be pretty much soloed up until the Light of the Destroyer, which is the final fight that gives you the legendary version of the earring. And you have to go into Grachnus the Destroyer's lair. You basically zone in, and he's standing on this platform and he will death touch you if you don't joust out far enough. <laughs> Spoiler. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. yeah. 
he he's pretty tough. Uh, he's a level 108, and right now I am not at all familiar with anybody that could go in and duo him with a merc. Uh, you really do need a, a pretty well-rounded group. Okay. And yeah, then once you get that, you go on to the Shrunken Legacy, and you talk to one of the Twerk Shamans, and he's he's in that same area that you'll become familiar with doing the quest. And he sends you back out into Obulus to collect some familiar items for the Goblin Spirit. And so you collect them, and then you have to head into the Crypt of Dalnir, the Cly Stronghold Raid instance, and take out the Cly. And then you go find a spring outside in Obulus Frontier, and you get your fabled. So you have to do a tier three raid mob to complete this. Are you going where I think you're going? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that that's where how this quest ends? Yes. Okay. All right. So this is where we talk about our bugs and bonuses. It's cool that you get the reward that you get, but it's kind of rough for people that don't belong to raid forces. How are they going to go in and get it? Well, I think those people are going to be stuck with the, the legendary version of that. And as of right now, unless Daybreak changes things, they're not missing out on a whole lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So are we uh, not quite as happy as we thought we would be with the with the gear I'm, with the item? I'm pretty disappointed with it actually. I have both um links up side by side right now on my screen and stat wise across the board they're the same. Mm-hmm. You gain a little bit more attack speed, you gain a little bit more resolve. <coughs> four cough cough four <laughs> And that's about it to get the fabled version. So as of right now, if you have the legendary version, you're not missing out on it. So I really hope that's something that they're going to change because it's absolutely disappointing to find out that you have to do a tier three raid mob for four extra results. Well, maybe there's something that we're not, we don't know that they know. Some of these stats are going to come into play at some point. So we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for a tier three raid mob. That was no easy task getting that Cly down. We haven't gone over that raid script yet on the podcast, but we have done it, um, and I think I've recorded it on Twitch. And it is definitely uh, make sure Same all the parts. Yeah, yeah, you have to make sure all the parts are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, Blinks, what have you done as far as this new content so far that just released yesterday? So far, just the uh, heritage quest for the earring. I did notice that there's a new weekly quest that'll give you five scrolls for your ascension. Oh, yeah. That's right. I did read about that. But limited time. I've only only had a few hours this, this last couple of weeks. Okay. Now, where do you get this new quest that gives you the scrolls? Speak with Catters in Obulus Frontier within the Crusader's Cave. Today when I went in there, Catters is actually the same NPC that gives out all of the weekly quests in the cave there. I have not been able to receive it yet. I assume it's coming out in the next set of weeklies. Um, but the new weekly mission for that is actually titled for more than a bit of coin. Okay, so it's it's basically the weekly quest giver. Yeah, it just has a new one, which blinks you were talking about. Is that where you got yours? I haven't gotten it yet. I expect to get it tomorrow. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, right, because it resets on Thursdays. Got it. <laughs> have you guys seen any of the Proving Grounds, or have you talked to anybody who's done the, the Proving Grounds? I have not but I do see on Thursday's patch notes there's a couple of fixes coming in for whatever was wrong. What what did they say that was wrong? It just says that on Thursday, rewards are now granted upon leaving a match if they were earned by completing the objectives. From what I understood, it was 
where they were coming into a chest and the chest wasn't always giving the, the proper reward. So they were changing that to where it's just automatically granted upon leaving the match. So it just oh, automatically yeah. appears. I did hear a lot of people talking about the fact that they had to wait for the other team to finish before they would get their rewards. So if you were on a really efficient team on one side and then the opposite side's team was just kind of garbage, you had to wait for them to finish and sometimes because it's a race that sometimes they would take a really long time you could be sitting in there for like an extra 10 minutes so you're just kind of sitting around and you wouldn't get the rewards until it was completely over so maybe that's this will speed that up that was my understanding with it too uh and then there's also the second ob- when the second objective is completed on either team neither team numbers can be reinforced by anyone outside the match um, oh so you're not locked sure in. what that was about yeah it sounds like they actually lock you into that specific area there okay i'm not uh, going to speak from experience because i have not yet experienced this but it seems like like when you go into an agnostic zone and you lose somebody from your group and they automatically fill the slot with somebody who's in queue maybe that was working the same way as that and now they're not going to let you have someone in queue waiting now you're stuck with your group yeah i'm not really sure i'm actually kind of interested in getting into the proving grounds and giving it a try but i have not had that opportunity yet busy getting that extension (laughs) right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so close The Proving Grounds definitely sound uh, intriguing. However, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the folks that have low bandwidth and unstable internet connections. Well, and that goes on to the very next line where it says, after the first team completes the final objective, the opposing team's group count will be checked periodically. If their group total falls below three, the match will end. Oh. Now, that's only after the first team completes the final objective. So if our team goes in and they complete it, it may not be that we have to wait for the other people to just log out or do whatever they're going to do. But I think they're going to put some kind of a check in there for situations like that. Well, that would be the check, wouldn't it be? So if you know that you lost and your team kind of gives up and they log out or they get out of the proving grounds, once your team is two, one or two people, because it says falls below three, which would only be two and one, then then it's over. That other team doesn't have to wait anymore. So I, I think overall, I mean, everything that I've seen on the Proving Grounds, it sounds like a lot of fun and it sounds like something that, you know, is definitely new content, I guess. Something more than just the regular grind that we've been doing. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of excited to see it. Definitely. Now, they just implemented the expert raid zones and we did one last night, didn't we? <laughs> we did part of one last night. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was, was Dalnir. Dalnir, yeah. It was Dalner's that was the expert that we did. Same mechanics as the heroic, except not always, <laughs> as we found out. Well, Blinks, what happened? Well, the first mob we did was, shall we say, the monkey mob. And the only real difference with that seemed to be enormously larger amount of combat mitigation. But the next mob, the... Skelly mob? Bone skelly mob, yeah. yeah. He poops out skeleton bones. He does, and evidently you can't just power through it like you can uh, in the regular zone. We ended up getting our butts kicked several times over that. All right. Okay, so the epilogue quest. I was expecting some big, huge, long quest with the epilogue quest, but it's really like watching a conversation for five minutes, I think. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it, but I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan of lore. I like to just click through the quest, tell me what I need to go kill, I'll go kill it, okay, I'm coming back. But I actually really got into this. 
standing in front of, of Lance Tavall, Terrace Thul, and Saren, it was like, oh my gosh, these are gods yeah. or, or, you know, demigods. And then all of a sudden here comes Nathaniel Marr and a few others. And you're just like, I'm so little. Yes. <laughs> it was really cool. I, I actually enjoyed it. And I actually read the script and enjoyed the storyline behind it. Not going to spoil it because it's something everybody needs to experience. Yeah. Oh, and then the emotes were really funny, too, because they, they do some silly little emotes. Oh, well, I noticed yeah. that. So Yes. I liked it. Yes. Yeah. The little one, Kualinos? Yes, the little girl. Qualius, yeah. Yeah, that that, that was kind of entertaining. Yeah, so check your mail. If you've already done your Epic 2.0 and completed that, go check your mailbox. You'll get your little mail notification, and then you got to go to, huh, there's a guy named Agni, and he's in the caves, uh, the Crusader Caves in Obelisk Frontier, kind of in the front of the zone in for Vadenmore. And if you go there, finish your conversation with him, and then go into a special instance, in the Vadenmore, like the, in the zone indoor, then you'll witness this conversation. It's a lengthy conversation in that it lasts probably five or ten minutes, and there's really nothing else for you to do in that zone, but then you'll get your orange adornment for your epic. You do have to crush the chaos stone. Yes. That is the only activity you will do in there other than hailing the uh, NPC. And listening. And yes, you do have to go through the whole listening process of of the storyline. There again, though, well worth it. Yes, and then you get that orange adornment that you can put on your Epic 2.0 weapon. Yeah, it's uh, 100% max health, 200,000 ability modifier, and an effect called Celestial Gate, which says something about interfering with uh, some forms of ethereal energy. I'm sure that might come in at advantage sooner or later. And then uh, on a hostile spell... This uh, casts this effect, lasts for 12 seconds, triggers about 1.6 times per minute. That increases the fervor of the caster by 150. And and then there's a limiter that this effect can only trigger once every 30 seconds. Yeah, so it's twice a minute, though, and you said each time is 12 seconds? That's that's what I was reading. Okay, so it should really, in a 60-second period, if you're constantly hitting your hostile spells, you should get a good 24 seconds out of that minute. So nearly half a minute, half the time, you're running at 150 extra fervor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that's Which a if- really easy one. See, there's the bonus, whereas the, <laughs> the Heritage Quest item is kind of the bug. Oh, I mean, I, we're going to be grumpkins about that, but, but this is definitely a bonus, and it's a really easy thing to get if you've got your epic. Do people understand the importance of fervor? It just increases all of all of your abilities. The more fervor you have, the better your abilities are. It's it's basically a, a final uh, multiplier after all the other math has been done. It's a multiplier on what your output is, and I believe it works on heals and damage. Yes. Okay. So fervor is crack cocaine for your abilities. Yes. <laughs> it's huge. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we used to not see very much of it, and now it's starting to creep up as far as the numbers and stuff. And I didn't know this until one of our last podcasts, but you're, you had a fervor cap. Now, with the new orange adornment, I think it goes up to 150. People are seeing upwards of 200, actually, on the fervor now. So I think that cap is lifted. Okay. Not 100% sure, but I do know a couple of our... Me, personally, I was seeing 197 to 205. Uh, a note about the familiars, if it wasn't said earlier. One of the uh, effects of the familiars is increasing your overcap on crit bonus. 
and potentially fervor. So we have the 150 from the epic. Your fabled epic weapon gives you a plus 15 to fervor over cap, and your secondary weapon, symbol, shield, whatever, uh, that you get from the signature line, the beginning signature line of this uh, expansion. When that's upgraded, it gives you 150 crit bonus over cap. That's the one. The 150 from the ethereal, right? What The ethereal yes. secondary? The ethereal, yep. Okay, that's the one that gives you the 150. So then on top of that, you're going to get another 150? Potentially. The uh, low-end uh, familiars only give you 50. The high-end gives you 150, I believe it is. Oh, because they have different tiers. Because I unpacked one. I bought one on Marketplace yesterday, and I unpacked one, and it was just the treasured. So they have treasured, legendary, fable. Well, it's like rare, ultra rare. Um, I got a regular one. So I guess depending on the tier will depend on how much of an overcap you get. Yeah, most definitely. If you definitely. open up your familiar tab, it actually shows what familiars are on there, and it shows what they do. Oh, okay. It has a whole list of all the familiars that you can actually receive. So you can yeah. see the stats before you even get to claim one. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. And if you happen to have, you, you get a familiar that you already have, you can sell it to your guild status merchant for 500,000 status. 500,000? That's nice. I feel like we're going to need status again in this next expansion. Every, it seems like every expansion, there's some golden item that is <laughs> needed to buy with a whole bunch of status, so don't waste well, it. In Canark Ascending, if you have max faction with Nysalona, there is an ancient spells merchant for 10 million, 10 million plat, um, a million status, or 10 million status. I, I don't remember the exact number. Very expensive. You can purchase all of your ancients. Mm. That's Very expensive. Yeah, that's a lot of plat and a lot of ascension. Yes. Oh my god, or a lot of status and a lot of plat. Oof. Yeah, I don't know how many ancients you get, but for my channeler, it's seven. So seventy million platinum, uh, seventy million status, or seven hundred million status. I think is what it turned out to be. A little rich for my blood. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that leet. I don't have any ancients on any of my. On any of my tunes, I'm I'm kind of a noob. Yeah, well, I, I'm a little frugal too, so <laughs> <laughs> people still stay alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I honestly can't uh, tell you what the the status cost on those ancient spells are. I I, I had a I needed therapy after looking at the plat cost. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so one of the really cool things that they put in yesterday that we have been waiting for and we didn't want to talk about it until we got confirmation on it and it was actually in the game. But we have the bauble, the guise of pursuit. And if you finish Yay! your yeah, if you finish your Epic two quest, you can buy this bauble, give it to your alts, and they don't have to do all that faction grinding, which is awesome. Yeah, what I like about that is it's just a simple illusion. You put it on when you need it, you take it off, you're done. Like, there's nothing very complicated about it. Right. I, it includes all of 
the possible factions that you would need for any of the Epic 2.0s, because some of them some of them share the same ones. And it only costs about two plat. No status, no nothing, just two plat. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was this level 100 boost. They implemented that. I think it's good for two weeks. Uh, anybody who's made an account before April 20th, 2017, will be granted the level 100 boost item. So it'll increase one character to level 100. So if you don't, if you have an alt laying around that you really used to like to play, you just want to get it to 100 really quick so that you can continue to play with all the new content rather than have to grind all that up, then you just apply this, this boost and it'll give you a set of equipment that is like legendary, I think. It's indestructible heroic level. However, the resolve on it, when you put it all on, grants you 20 resolve. Well, you know, they expect you to go in and do the signature line and get the other gear that will give you all of the better stats. But it'll it'll keep you alive. Yeah, and you can get that uh, boost promotion. I believe it's through May 22nd by typing in slash claim. So and then the, it puts in the, the boost bobble into your inventory. So all the people who had left the game or if you're out there listening and you've got friends who maybe left within the last, I don't know, couple of years or whatever, and you talk to them every once in a while about playing EverQuest, now's the time to get in on it. Because if they had an account and they had a character, well, just an account, honestly, any account that was created before April 20th, 2017, gets this. It's claimable by anybody. So they can come back, claim it. It doesn't actually say in the notes whether it's paid accounts or not paid accounts so i'm assuming it's for everybody yeah it's for everybody both i used it on a non-paid and my own and i would just like to add this this level 100 boost promotion that they do this is how i came back into the game when canark ascending first came out marina actually called me and said hey there's a, a, a opportunity for you to come back into the game where it's actually going to bring you back up to where we're at so you're not going to feel like you're behind. And it took me no time at all with this level 100 boost to get, I, I mean, I'm pretty even with everybody that I play with now. No problems at all. It was quite simple. So, yeah, I definitely encourage if you want to come back into the game or you want to play that, that old tune that's been dusty for a while do it and it wasn't like it gave you everything you still had to work for some you know for your gear and you still had to work on your tithe points and your ascension and all that kind of stuff but it made you not overwhelmingly behind nope i still had to do all of the backstories for my for my epic i still had to do the epic one i still had to do epic 2.0 all of the factions before they did all of this change here. I still had to go through and do um, quite a few heritage quests to kind of help bring up some status in my own little bank because you start off with zero and you kind of need some of that to get things in the game. But yes, previously I had tried coming back many times and just felt defeated because I would log in and, you know, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, we're doing this. I'd go in there and I would just die over and over and over again. And that's a little frustrating for people. So I stopped logging in all the time. And then eventually I wasn't logging in at all. And <laughs> But using this level 100 boost thing is really, it's nice. You're not behind on the AA. It gives you 320 AA. You're not behind on the, the experience. And it actually gives you some equipment to get you going. Yeah, so if you've got friends out there that haven't played in a while, maybe encourage them to come back. Now's the time. They, this is not going to last forever. They need to get on it as soon as possible. 
And as long as you have a subscription and you do that weekly quest, you should be getting a fair amount of Ascension Scrolls. You should be able to catch up on that, too. Oh, yeah. So they did do some other uh, minor updates. They've got a whole bunch of notes. I'll I'll put them in the show notes for yesterday's update and tomorrow's update. So, Akidu, can you let us know about this Wantia issue? Yes. We encountered this last night. One of the team members that received a a necklace upgrade, she went to reclaim the adornments on the old necklace, which then took the Wantia adornment neck slot out of the description so it would not go on the new necklace. Kind of panicking a little bit trying to figure that out because they're not cheap. (laughs) And I actually tried to help her out some, and, and yeah, it was not going on. It would say uh, this... This adornment does not go on in that slot. But if you looked at the actual item through the broker, that slot should be on there. Uh, So I actually went into uh, Discord and asked about it. And Case, who is a Daybreak employee in Discord, came back and said, yes, that is being fixed. It's a known issue and it will be fixed on Thursday. And I do see in the patch notes now that the Wantia adornments that have been removed from a piece of gear have had their proper slots restored Hopefully people won't have to panic about those Wantia adornments because we know how precious they are. Yeah, no, they're they're amazing. I do believe on uh, on the live show yesterday that Candor said that they were going to be upgrading those, and I, I don't know when that's happening or how that's happening, but they are going to give us some kind of upgrade because we did get it with the last spring summer update game update. So yeah, I think that yeah. would be awesome. And then just one more thing, too, regarding the familiars. When you cast them, it actually takes away your deity pet buff. And they are going to fix that in tomorrow's patch as well. So that will be neat. There are also, it says adornment reclamation will now remove orange adornments. So you apparently you put them on and you couldn't get them back off. Correct. So I don't think it was recognizing this brand new orange slot. That'll be fixed tomorrow. You'll be able to take them off tomorrow. So. Yeah. So I think that wraps it up for our quick little game update notes. Oh, I thought of one more thing that I read. Okay. Let's the um, Proving Grounds, the the gear you can get out of Proving Grounds, the armor, they're supposed mm-hmm. to have uh, orange adornment slots. Yeah, and I believe that they showed on the video yesterday that there is a merchant in the Proving Grounds, and as, when you start to gain tokens from doing the objectives in the Proving Grounds, you gain those tokens and you go to that merchant with those tokens, you can buy a whole slew of orange adornments with different stats on them. One of the orange adornments that you can buy is called Rune of Championship. And I see a a Roman numeral four. So I'm wondering if there's not levels to that. Um, And this one, it's orange and it looks like the Wantia adornment in that shape. And it's a 200% mm-hmm. max health, 2% ability double cast chance, 400% potency, 400,000 mm. ability modifier. You know, that makes me think that ability modifier is going to be one of those stats that is probably going to be something that we're going to need to boost here pretty soon. I think so, too. <laughs> On certain classes, I've ignored it. I, I'm not exactly sure how the mechanics of it's going to work, but we're going to find out. And then we're going to tell everybody. Yep. All right, well, thank you so much, Akadu, and so much, Blinks, for joining us on this spontaneous podcast. Anytime. I enjoyed it. Glad to help. Yes, and as we get more information for you guys, we will bring you that information 
straight from the players. We are a player perspective podcast, and we're just going to give you everything that we've learned we like to share here. But we wanted to let everybody know about these update notes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.